It's time for another Magic Monday, the podcast that explores the magical worlds of fantasy fiction. Ready to add some magic to your Monday? Let's dive in. Welcome to another Magic Monday, brought to you by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Carrie Schaefer, and I can't wait to dive into the magical world of today's featured book, The City of Stardust, with author Georgia Summers. Georgia is half British, half Trinidadian, and spends most of her life living across the world, including in Russia, Colombia, and the US. When she's not doing bookish things, she's planning her next great adventure. She currently lives in London, but she dreams of one day living in a haunted chateau with a ghost that cleans. I I have to say I absolutely love that intro because I think we all want a ghost that cleans. Uh, Welcome, Georgia. Hi. Hi. So you don't have a cleaning ghost right now that comes around and does your work for you? No, unfortunately not. I mean, I would say my cleaning ghost is very much inspired uh, by Terry Pratchett, who has a ghost. He has he has the opposite of a poltergeist in one of his books, um, uh, a ghost that cleans obsessively. And I was like, you know, what? I bet that's I bet that's quite a nice thing to have in a in a house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I adore Terry Pratchett. I, we're we're now friends, fast friends for life, because I, he's just awesome, and I need to. I'm just thinking I need to read through the books again, um, because they were so good, and I don't remember the ghost, which is really sad. But let's dive right into the city of Stardust. So the very first thing. Your title is very evocative uh, right off the top. So, you know, I want to see a city of stardust and all of that, but I don't think that's quite where we start. So tell us about the world Violet finds herself in at the beginning of your book. Yeah, of course. So Violet is uh, my protagonist. Um, she starts off as a sort of very young girl um, in this big sort of rambling house, sort of hidden away in English countryside. And she's looked after by her uncle's one who's sort of kind of like her main, uh, her sort of main guardian. And then you have, you know, her other uncle. I always think of them as like a, the jumper uncle and the leather jacket <laughs> uncle. The leather jacket uncle is off doing sort of mysterious things in his sort of sort of terrible looking sports cars. Um, and the jumper uncle is the one who's sort of looking after Violet and trying to be sort of the best parent he can be because her mother has sort of gone off supposedly on some kind of adventure, um, but really the reader knows it's to try and break the family curse. So we have a family curse straight up. Um, how, I we always have to be very careful of little spoilers and everything. So how, at the beginning of the book, Violet doesn't really realize there's any magic going on. So what's the first point where she becomes aware of, you know, something not ordinary and mundane what can you tell us about that yeah so this happens pretty early in the book which is good because it because it is fantasy um so I think you know pretty early on she's sort of overhearing this conversation with her uncles where they're kind of discussing this kind of mysterious person who has somehow discovered Violet is coming after her and then you know a couple days after this conversation they they sort of have this woman come to their house this sort of strange woman called Penelope and her 
assistant, Alexander, who's only about a year older than Violet and sort of at the time she's very young. And he shows her this sort of this sort of magic trick, this quite literal magic trick where he sort of has this sort of marble of this, this metal that he's called Revirite and he sort of holds it out for her and he creates this like magical galaxy, except the galaxy doesn't look like a galaxy from our world that sort of has these unfamiliar stars, and these unfamiliar constellations. And that's kind of her first clue into this sort of world that is maybe not quite as our own and it has sort of very different rules to our own. Right, which is such a wonderful moment. And then, of course, her uncle wants to make it all go away and, um, you know, keep her safe. Both of her uncles want to keep her safe and protected, which, of course, isn't going to happen. So is there anything you can tell us about the wider magical world as she moves into it without, you know, spoiling anything? Yeah, so basically, and I think it's okay because it's it's all in the coffee. Um, but basically, uh, sort of, there is this sort of other secret world that kind of sits alongside our own sort of called Fidelis, and it's where Alexander and Penelope come from. And you know, the idea is that they have these kind of magical keys that can sort of open any door to a place they've been before. And so Violet sort of starts the novel just kind of you know, knowing that there's something happening in her house, there's something that her uncles aren't telling her and that there's this extraordinary other world that she can't quite touch. Um, and so she kind of sees Alexander really as the key to sort of, you know, the, the metaphorical key, but also the literal key to sort of <laughs> entering this whole exciting new world that she's really longed for and that sort of feels very seductive and um, exciting. Right. And so, well, we know, obviously, she's going to find her way into some sort of magical world. Um, does she have this? Alexander had, you know, was able to show her this magic trick. Do the do the characters in your book have magical powers or do they have magical items? You know, is it just magical keys and some kind of magical element or do they actually have some of them have powers and some of them not? So it's kind of a combination of both. I really wanted it to feel like something only a few people could access. Because then, of course, the question is, well, why can't everyone do this magic? And I'm like, well, then it'd be a very complicated book, much more complicated book. Um, so I kind of, you know, some of these characters have this thing called talent where they can sort of have the power to manipulate this this magical metal that comes from the stars called Revirite. Um and by using this magical metal, they they can create these keys to other worlds. And, you know, you have to have this talent to wield the keys and be able to go elsewhere. So, you know, it's it's very much for a select few. And there are some people who know they can do it. And there are some people who are maybe slightly less aware that they can do it. Um, and it sort of, you know, it, it sort of really feels like it depends on the luck of the draw, whether you sort of end up with this secret, the secret sort of scholarly society or not. Okay, so we also have a secret scholarly society. So already, all right, I'm I'm so in, and I did. I love this book. So we have a big old mansion with secrets, and we've got magic keys and magic doors, and a, a hidden city in a parallel world, and a girl who maybe has some ties to that world, but knows nothing about it, and is trying to find her way into it. Um, so Violet, does she have any? Or is this a you can't tell us? Does, <laughs> does she have does she have talent? Is she able to be a key maker or a traveler? Or is she and you can just say I don't want to answer. <laughs> I think I think it's fair to say that she is deliberately quite ordinary. I think, you know, her the circumstances around her are very extraordinary, but it was important for me that she was a very ordinary character because, you know, I think 
it's it, you somebody put it as like it's almost like the anti-chosen one um <laughs> because she's sort of around this like really beautiful world that she could almost quite touch but not really and never quite belong in it. it's kind of you know I think as as children I think a lot of us sort of have that moment we're like oh my god you know if only we climbed into the back of the wardrobe and the back of the wardrobe fell open and you know we walked into this Narnia or other world um and then of course it didn't happen because you know that would be crazy um but that didn't stop me from trying and I don't right. think it stopped other people from trying um right. sure so yeah so for me it was really important that she kind of you know she could be any one of us and that is the sort of seduction and joy of that kind of adventure that it could be anybody to sort of turn that corner and right. find adventure well I know it makes the stakes higher too if you have a person who is ordinary and maybe has you know to fight a battle against some people who have some powers that she doesn't have um you know the stakes are kind of stacked against her and it makes it you know just all the more dramatic reading because we have to find out what happens and whether she survives um is there is there romance in this book at all so it's been really interesting i would it's hard to call it. I, I feel like I have considered it a love story. And I think that is maybe misleading for a lot of people who are like, but there's not enough romance. Um, I would guess I would say it's more a book about love than a okay. love story, maybe. Although, you know, it does focus on a love story. That was actually one of my really, the things I really thought about when I was working on the book. Um, you know, and I thought, you know, there's kind of an interesting something between sort of Violet and Alexander. Um you know, I like to think of them as two people who kind of share this really singular moment uh, that sort of defines and shapes the rest of their lives, um, which you can kind of see as they grow up throughout the book and as they sort of walk into adulthood, really. And, and that's kind of what I was really curious about, I guess, maybe more so than than a traditional romance is what happens when you have this moment that that defines, you know, when you have somebody that defines your life in a certain way and how how do you like reconcile that? How do you, how what happens if you meet them again? Right. Um, so yeah, that was a really, that was a really interest, sort of an interest of mine. Yeah. Well, and I love that. And one reason I love the book too, I'm not, I'm not a big straight up romance reader, but I love a good book with a good plot and good characters with a little romantic entanglement along the way. So uh, that, that's a beautiful thing about the book. Are you, are you planning any, are you writing anything right now that you can tell us about? Yes, I think I can kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, a little bit, is, just a teaser. <laughs> yes, so the next book I'm working on, um, I'm currently working on the edits for this, is another fantasy standalone. And it is about a book thief who inherits a magical bookshop. And so she kind of gets sucked into this sort of conspiracy of like a murder mystery, like shady, sort of shady society that wants the bookshop for some reason and um ink magic as well and then you know of course there is a rival bookseller a very attractive rival bookseller I like to describe him as this kind of sexy undertaker vibes um <laughs> who is sort of also very interested in getting his hands on this bookshop that she has sort of fallen into ah see I'm in right now so City of Stardust is is next week in the U.S. so the 30th of January and then luckily I have a bit of time to kind of panic edit my way through the next book everything takes a bit, everything takes like a, an incredibly long time which is you know I think both a, a the a really positive and and also somewhat of a downside of publishing you know you get the time to do to do the book that you want to do so it's coming out tell us the date again that the uh, city of stardust will be out in the world 
Yeah, so in the UK, it is the 25th of January, which is really exciting because today that's sort of, you know, in the next two days, which is strange and wild because, um, this you know, we sold the book in two, uh, 2012, uh, 2012 uh, <laughs> 2022, uh, who hasn't been that long. Um, so it's been kind of sort of a year and a half in the making um, right. in that sense. And then in the States, it is the 30th of January. So yeah, really, really exciting. That's interesting that there's different dates, the 22nd and, and the 30th. Yeah. So the way the way it usually happens is um is the US go out on a Tuesday and the UK go on a Thursday. And because oh. the UK are my sort of lead publishers, they they sort of have the you know, the always thing was like they have kind of like right of way to go first, whoever your lead right. publisher is, and then whoever your non-lead publisher is has to follow. So that's kind of why they have the staggered deadlines. You know, deadlines, publication really, dates. That's absolutely fascinating. I've I've been in the publishing business since well, 2012, which was interesting why you stumbled with that date because that was my first book, um, and I didn't ever know that. This is learn something new every day. So this is so exciting, and I I know it's going to do extremely well and be very exciting um, for everybody to read. Can't wait for you all to. Get your hands on this book. So where can readers find you? Um, do you have online, you know, a website, newsletter, social media? I do. So I have a website, which is georgiasummers.co.uk. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, though I don't use Twitter very much anymore, I must confess. It's sort of GE underscore Summers. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I think I'm also under GE underscore Summers. And then I also have a Substack as well, which is a monthly newsletter. And that's just kind of, you know, monthly updates and musings. Right. And um, how, but you how can, can find it. How can people get signed up for your Substack? So you can actually find it all on my website. If you go okay. into my website, it'll like I have the links for everything because okay. I like to be organized in that sense. That's that's the perfect way to do it. Well, thank you so much for joining me uh, today. This is another Magic Monday. I'm Carrie Schaefer. I've been chatting with author Georgia Summers, and we are very excited, looking forward to her new release, The City of Stardust. Join me next time for another Magic Monday. And in the meantime, read a good book. <laughs>